everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of the Improv Sound Off. I'm Khan Varal. I'm Kenny Murray. And I'm Curtis Earhart. Uh, and with us today is our guest, Audra Goffney-Taylor. Hi, Audra. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Improv Sound Off. Um, Thank you. Uh, why, you. why don't we start out with you just telling our, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm Audra Goffany-Taylor, um, and uh, I am an improviser from Seattle. Uh, I recently moved to London. I was a company member at Unexpected Productions in Seattle, which has been around for 32 years, I think. Um, <laughs> we do a bunch of different kinds of shows there, anything from uh, theater sports, which is sort of the flagship show and how uh, Unexpected Productions started, uh, to uh, long-form sort of theatrical productions. Yeah, uh, and I taught there for a while, and now I uh, live in the suburbs of London. As of a month ago. Okay, so, so are you are you doing improv in London at all? Um, I have started volunteering at the nursery, sort of, uh, okay. as of like a week ago. So I, it's it's hard to say I'm doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just sort of feeling out where shows are and what people are doing and what I want to be a part of. Um, yeah. Because at, at this point, I don't really want to do work that I'm not uh, excited about or interested in or work with a company that's uh, not that, that's going in a different direction that I want to go in artistically. Do you, uh, fe- do you have a fear that you're going to have to – is it going to be like you have to start over? Like you can't go in and say like, look, I have this experience. I performed at this theater. I taught there. Don't make me start at like level one classes in your in your a theater. A little bit, yeah. Uh, and I know I'm being a bit of an asshole saying that, um, <laughs> but um, we were all yeah. just thinking it. We weren't going to say it. <laughs> well, you know, I I'm the only person who can be mean to me. You also don't, <laughs> you also don't want to start at level one and be going going in there. Go, Come on, I don't want to have to. I don't want to do this. And they're like, just do it, all right. If you're that good, then we'll notice. And then you have a, just have a stinker. And they're like, you're, 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 oh god, you're getting you're like we're trenching you in this level. <laughs> Everyone else is better than you. Why can't you speak anymore? Right, right. Why are you crying? The London, the London air. <laughs> the London air has just like sucked the talent out of you. <laughs> Um, just so. <laughs> well, uh, so I have, I have a question, which is, um, so when you, when you said like a different, you know, artistic direction than you'd like to go in, what what would you say is your artistic direction? Um, that's uh, it's a complicated question. Mm, yeah. Um, but it's always been my opinion that improv has started as sort of a uh, political art form, and it should be used to comment on. Uh, the current climate as it stands now um and to and i see a lot of improv recently and i've seen it a lot recently recently uh where it's just uh two white guys standing on stage making jokes at each other sure Mm -hmm. yeah um and that's it and that's at a high level of uh improvisation that I've seen that recently. And mm-hmm. that is not the thing that I want to be involved in. Uh, uh, I think um, approaching improv as a performance art is important. And a lot of people don't do that anymore. And I want to work with a company that pro- pro- approaches it as a performance art. Okay. You feel like you have a, a learning curve ahead of you. Uh, if you want to do, if you want to get with a group that's like politically oriented, 
you're going to be mm-hmm. uh, now you you find yourself suddenly in a different political culture with a different exactly. with a yeah. different political history and yeah. diff- mm-hmm. names of political players that you're unfamiliar with. Um, do you feel like you have to now like kind of become a student of English politics? Sort I mean, of. Certain um, things like certain themes are uh, the same wherever you go, um, but. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 players are different, yeah. you know, and the the laws and stuff. The language of it is different too. If you want a bit of a quick rundown, uh, <laughs> David Cameron's the prime minister. The queen is the queen. <laughs> the queen is not the queen. That's all, not. Uh, true. All, and all you need to know is that David Cameron once shagged a pig. Yeah. No, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone did. Allegedly. Um. <laughs> also, if you were doing political improv and something like that has just come out where David Cameron's sticking his knobs in pigs' heads, then. You, 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 I, I think I feel loath to. Did to, you say to David pick Ca- that low hanging fruit? Did you say I David like, Cameron? I feel like political comedy and political improv is best when it's not about people, though. Mm. Tapping again. So, so uh, like the idea of uh, the material and subject of comedy being relevant, but not necessarily like directly poking fun at specific political yeah. figures. Mm-hmm. Well, I think part of the part of the, um, you know, it's it's generally understood that improv is um uh very white and attends male yeah mm. and Which, i think I, it's hard it's harder for i mean one the the obvious problem with that is that you that there are all these voices from uh from other communities that aren't getting heard and uh-huh. it's those voices i think that are the most uh politically relevant um and so right. i think just the act of diversifying um and i'm saying this as one of three white men (laughs) and on a podcast but um you know further diversifying your um you know our community is going to uh take care of a lot of that uh just on its own yeah i uh, i agree wholeheartedly and uh i know back home uh we'd recently started a bunch of uh programs in schools uh and we've been doing programs uh in schools for a while now uh with uh short form competitions and hmm. each school would get a coach and they'd all uh learn games together uh and talk about the basics of improv and then uh they'd compete uh at each other's schools and they'd go and meet each other and uh form these relationships and slowly uh over the last I guess it's been like 18 years or so. Uh, that program has expanded uh, further and further out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle's really white as the further north you go and uh, less white the further it. south you go. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, unlike Chicago, Baltimore, you know. <laughs> just like, you know, every city, everywhere. Right. Um, so uh, it's slowly start. It's expanding further and further south now and uh there's it, it i'm excited to see in a couple years time what how the community changes because of that program and i hope it does change because of that program mm-hmm. um and i'd love to see that happening in more places right because as uh as people as people who have privilege and uh and have the access to these uh these skills that we have, it seems very short-sighted of us not to spend the time because it's hmm. not money that you're spending. It's your time yeah, sure. uh, to go to, go to those places and progress the, the, the art form while also 
teaching. It just seems silly not to do that. Yeah. Well, so I, I came. Don't... I came all the way to Turkey, so <laughs> <laughs> I threw myself pretty far. You through. are. <laughs> you're like improv Jesus. I'm, I'm. I'm. I like to call myself Curtis Improv Seed. <laughs> <laughs> I just spread. My we we head. don't like to call him that. He just likes to. Call <laughs> I himself make that. them though. <laughs> you just um, want them to know that you're doing right. Doing this for them. During workshop, they always have to call me Curtis Improv Seed. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> just say, "Can I just call you Curtis?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> every time you address me, like, "Can I just not say your name at all?" Nope. Every time you address it, it, me, uh, every sentence has to begin and end with <laughs> Curtis Improv Seed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I have a question. Actually, this is a question yeah. that we we talked about on a on a previous episode, but it was four white guys talking about it. Uh, so, so I'm not sure we necessarily said anything of substance, but we were talking, we were discussing the issue of, is there any material or topic that could be considered off limits for improv? Um, and I was, and I was curious what your thoughts might be on that. Like, uh, is, is there any, any sort of subject or general area of material, which you think shouldn't be touched or which you wouldn't personally touch perhaps? Um, there's, there's lots of things I wouldn't personally touch because I don't feel that I, uh, I could do those things justice or, uh, even be, uh, even vaguely coherent when talking about them. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it depends on, uh, on your performers and your director and your audience. And it always depends on that. Uh, but largely, I would say no. It just depends on the performer. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were talking about I think this we before, generally. That's generally what we felt as well. Right? Yeah, I had said that I don't play um, like African American characters. I think, mm-hmm. or maybe that part was cut out. I, don't I think I. I probably edited. That. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. Um, Shall I do it again? Well, no, I think. <laughs> I think. No, I think I asked you to cut it out because I didn't. I didn't say it the way I wanted to say it, which is because right. it's not. It's not true that I never play African American characters. I just don't code them as African American. In fact, in fact, you just played an African character yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both Tyler and I did. Right, and uh, it was actually an African woman. Right, and we didn't. I didn't code. I didn't try to use an accent or anything like that. Right. Um, so it's not like I'm necessarily playing someone who has a an experience that's specific to the African American community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a character that I'm playing who is African or African American. Um, but well, I'm not, yeah. I, I would never like attempt to say something about, you know, the, the African-American experience as, mm. as like a, as a part of history. Um, yeah. because I think a lot of times you can get like, you can get called upon to play somebody like, especially yeah. if you're on a team, uh, you might just be given like, in like I, I think the example I gave last week was like an Indian taxi driver sure. and you yeah. don't. Uh, you know, that's something you want to be, you know, obviously careful about performing honestly, but um, yeah, uh, sometimes it just happens. And I think the only thing there to do is to only, you know, is to improvise as you would normally. Well, the thing yeah. is, I, I find, uh, say, say, say like the scene yesterday, uh, it was basically just conducted as if it was more or less anybody else. Yeah. And when you're doing, I mean, certainly uh, in our group, because we have people from different nationalities um mm-hmm. people have different accents so even if the universe yeah. we're playing in is based in detroit 
there's still an Italian guy speaking with his with his Italian accent yeah, because it's right. always yeah. there. There's a Turkish people with their Turkish accent, or me with my English accent, or whatever. Yeah. And so it's I think it's understood by the audience that the accent, you know, yes, it's nice to put one on if you can if you can mim- mimic it, but um, most of the time the audience isn't expecting all of your accents to align into one like homogenous community or whatever. So if right. you know if I got called up called upon to play like a Jamaican guy or something, then I and I was like, oh, I'm not that confident in my Jamaican accent. Then I would just go on and just speak how I normally speak because right, it's all right. already established in there that you're all in a certain place, but none of you are actually from there. Yeah, I mean, there is an African American experience that has like a long history, but an African American can have just about any presentation you can imagine, right? Because they're people, human and I feel like being <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, human beings, true. <laughs> so, okay, but. What were you? Yeah. We so what? What do you? Do you have anything to say about the, not just the topics, but like playing different characters of say like ethnicity that's not yours or? I think playing ethnicities is cheap, hmm. um, and a good improviser should should know better than to do that. Well, um, are you talking about like using an ethnicity to get laughs? Or yeah, just, which is yeah. generally okay. always how playing. Even playing different genders is done, sure. um, or even different sexualities, and well, it's uh, it's cheap and it's not funny anymore. And your audience is smarter than that, so you should be smarter than that. Don't so. you think though that like that's it's? I mean, you shouldn't be doing anything you do when you're improvising uh, for laughs. For laughs, I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, like laughing is 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 a byproduct, but. Like, if you just take your regular approach to improv, which is I'm just going to honestly represent this this person that I'm inhabiting on stage at this moment, um, there's nothing, uh, there's no situation in which I think, you know, using anything that you're doing, it, like, to get a cheap laugh is is permissible, or I wouldn't consider it so. Hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're probably different uh, levels of cheapness, though. Yeah, it's... Right? Yeah, it's, well, certainly... At a certain yeah. point, people do it to show off. Sure. Right. Uh, like, oh, look at this thing I can do really well. Look at me doing it really well. I'm doing this thing really well. I'm really good at it. Right. Uh, instead of this fits in with the scene and is, uh, and as a as what is probably a middle class white guy doing that thing. Right. I think yes. Yeah, for the people that I'm talking about, and that historically, people like me have done something terrible to in the past. Right. <laughs> Um, sure. I think this happens all the time in our shows where Khan just starts juggling <laughs> <laughs> and says, look at me over and over again. And everyone's like, this is not helping. Hey, it, it's, but he's a really good juggler. So right. Everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> this is a radical overestimation of how much I juggle. <laughs> I just want to put that on the record. Um, uh, well, uh, fair enough. So, I mean, do you... Um, uh, do, you, do you have a do you have a general problem with all that? Like you know, is, this sort of accent is is it just stereotypes? Like it's cheap. Obviously, it's cheap to just go out and be like, you know, play some stereotype of some type. Mm-hmm. Um, or or do you, do you do you just not like accent at all? Like if my character is a woman, should I just speak in my voice? Um, I think it's annoying. I mm. I'm generally. I'm generally pulled out of the work that is happening when someone does an accent or, uh, even in an audience, I feel that way. It depends. It depends on the show. Uh, like in theater sports, if you're doing it for three minutes, um, chances are you won't, it'd be better 
Mm. Um, but I feel like if you're doing long form and you're being very affected by that concept of the character you're playing, right. you're not allowing yourself to be as present as you should be. Well, it's interesting because I'm um, so my 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 sort of my natural accent, as you can perhaps tell, is is fairly British. But um, in in the course of most of the improv uh, that I do with these guys, I tend to play American characters, and I. I mean, but I spent like a lot of my life actually speaking with something very close to like a Midwestern accent. So I feel comfortable with just doing it. And but and so I my feeling generally with myself, at least, is that I get the sort of insecurity that people will be taken out of the scene if in a bunch of in, you know, in like an American setting with a bunch of Americans, I walk on as someone's relative and start speaking with a completely different accent. So um Right. So, you know, like, so in, like, that's a situation where I, like, I'm comfortable enough with my performance of the accent that I just sort of modify it to, to fit in. But of course, yeah. but of but course I'm not playing like... an exception to the rule, it sounds like. That's the thing that... Sure. I mean, well, yeah, th this is, like, I, I have sort of a sort of funky cultural background, so... Right. Uh, so I'm... Uh, is that a, a culture of funk? Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but... um yeah, I mean, sure. It's um, it's just it's it's um, I don't know. Go it's, on, it is. It Go is. On. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's a thing that I do. I mean, to be fair, of course, uh, we uh, don't tend to play anything more exotic than like uh, white than like white Americans. So, right. so like, uh, it's not that I'm like particularly called upon to like. I never. I've never had to like perhaps do my American accent for. So that I could be the relatives of like an African American family or something, right? You know, I've, yeah. that's actually never happened to us. Um, it would be weird. It would be a weird thing. I yeah. think, like we had mentioned, this African barista in the show, yeah, as someone that this other character had a crush on, and then later we just were in that in that cafe, and she was just there. Yeah, and I feel like um, there was nothing about it. Like we weren't talking about, in you know, anything specific to Africa. I mean, we could have done the exact right. same thing in uh, scenes and she could have been Czechoslovakian and it would have played exactly the same. Sure. And that's just because we don't really, I mean, we're speaking from what we know and because we don't, we're not equipped to speak from that point of view. We don't really do it. Um, yeah. I, I, we both play women a lot. That is is that because there are few women in your group? There's just or? two of us. Yeah. With, with Curtis's group, it's just the two of them. Is and it just me and Tyler. With, with us, we have it's about half women, I think. Isn't yeah, it? you guys are. Nice you guys have a good gender. Mix. Some shows yeah. we have uh, mostly women. Playing. I think I did a show once when it was just. just you were the this, only I guy. Think I was the only guy. When the, there were five, five women. Like five yeah, we've had at least like one or two shows where it's like one dude and like we, we four never, women. Yeah. We never, we never have like six blokes, two girls. Like, never yeah, have, never. Yeah. Have. You guys have a really good mix. Yeah, but Tyler and I do a two-man thing, and it's just the two of us. So it's either don't have any women in the show or play them. Yeah. Um, and I tend to use the same voice, which is the kind of the same voice I have now. It's just a little softer and a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, my, the women that I play are interesting and uh, um, different. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> we all hope it. Is there a certain amount of pragmatism? If it is something like, say, like Ephemerata, where it's obviously it's like free form, or if it's... Uh, like the Armando where you can play multiple characters within one uh, show. Mm. Um, can you use accent 
as a pragmatic measure for the crowd to understand that you're now playing a diff different person? I mean, yes, it's, it's improv. You can yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> sure, but I mean, but in that one, it is you know we've all been we've we've been in scenes before. Where you're like, oh, I want to switch characters now. And you're like, well, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to change something right. about myself just so mm. that everybody is aware, but, including the fellow players and the audience, that I am now a different person. But you I, can, this is this is a personal opinion. I feel like sure. that's a cop out because hmm. so I went to a show recently. Uh, and I, I won't say where or uh, who or what, okay. um, but I swear to God. <laughs> Are you going to tell us anything about the show? <laughs> it was. It felt like there were 14 people in a back line on the stage, yeah. uh, and everyone just stood up and went into the playing space in the middle of their little half circle and stood and talked to each other. And a more interesting and dynamic choice is always to make a physical offer, I feel like. Mm -hmm. right. Because it, improv is about communication, and most of communication is through body language. Mm. And if you're not using your body to portray a character, yeah. then you're not portraying a character well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's boring. It is boring and it's ugly, and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's fair. It's um, it's actually something I, I occasionally think we could work on more, like in, in the clap, is we because we do tend to, uh, perhaps a lot of people do, but we have a tendency to do scenes which are two people stand and talk to each other. I think you're a very physical player, though. I mean, you you're definitely me, me personally. Well, I mean, I am. Um, I, I do postures. I work with posture and stuff, but yeah. uh, but I don't do like much object work, for instance. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not. That's I'm, not communication. I mean, this is. It can be. I mean, this, well, is, this is obviously just my opinion, but I'm right. not like. I think object, doing object work can add color and richness to a scene. But if I see a really great scene in in which I don't know where it took place, right, and nobody touched anything, if I felt there were two people, you know, honestly portraying characters and relating to each other, I honestly don't care. Sure, but I, I think like when I when I say. The thing, the thing about object work for me is not so much that object work is, is funny, but it so much as it's another way of giving subtext. It's another way, you know, like you can you can wash clothes in a way that communicates anger, not yeah. verbally, for instance. And and it's um and I'd like to And it I, also I like changes the stage myself. picture, which is a thing that people forget about all of the time. That's that true. You're doing this for an audience. Yeah. I mean that that's they actually, are watching yeah. you do it. The visual element of improv I feel like it's something we haven't talked about very much. I don't know if it gets talked about much generally. Um, I know uh, at, at UP we talked about it mm. almost all the time. Uh. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> was, it was always a thing that was uh, – that it, it was a thing that they taught. Yeah. It, it's a thing that I taught, uh, and it's a thing that most of my teachers taught me. It's a okay. thing we talk about in workshops. Um, it's a thing that comes up in notes all of the time. Mm. I feel like – I'm going to say something again that's going to sound vaguely anti-object work, even though it's not. Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, I figure I, I find that there's a trap when I'm teaching because I like object. I like I like good object work. I like to see you know players uh, interact with the environment. I think that does add richness to the scene, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, one of the traps I think you have to avoid, especially when you're teaching object work, is to prevent the scene from becoming about the object. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that tends to happen when they you say, like, I want you to start the scene doing something, and then mm -hmm. they end up washing the clothes, and then they talk about which laundry detergent they're using and right. what clothes they're washing and their technique, and then you have to kind of say, like, no, I didn't want you to make the scene about the object. Right. 
I, I remember walking into a workshop once about object work, and the entire two-hour workshop was about um, using the object because it wasn't about stopping people from talking about the object, but using the object as a metaphor for the conversation you're having with someone. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was two hours of that conversation. Um, And it was, it was incredibly helpful in a way I didn't realize for a very long time Mm -hmm. Um, because it, when you first start doing object work, you are going to get a little obsessed with the thing that you're doing and start talking about it. But when you realize that you're talking about it, you can always pull back and use that to make what, what you're doing have more emotional resonance. Mm -hmm. Does that somehow represent whatever's happening with you and the other person on stage? Right. I mean, it's not like I don't, you Mm -hmm. can't talk about the object, but talking about the object has to be in the context of this, of the relationship. And there oh, has yeah. to be some yeah. connection between well, Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I well, with me, definitely, it took me a while to realize, I think, that with object work, I wasn't, I, I, was, I should actually have been aiming for something more than creating visual interest. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the, that, perhaps that just got lost in whoever asked me to do, like, those sorts of exercises. Um, but, like, my, my understanding now is that the whole point of doing something like object work is really just to is really, it's like another tool in your way of expressing yourself to the person who's in the scene with you, rather yeah. than just, like, giving some eye candy, I guess, for somebody to be bored. Right. Uh, for, sorry, for somebody to be less bored. Right. So, um, Look, I'm stocking a shelf. Right. So, like, I suppose, it's like, if, like, if I were in that situation of, let's say, giving somebody an exercise where I said, I want you to be um, washing dishes or something, I th- uh, you'd probably need to explain something like, okay, the point is not that washing dishes is really fun to look at, but I want you to like, let's say, wash your dishes in such a way that I, I want you to show this person that you're angry at them by washing dishes, you know, perhaps. Yeah. Like that would be a more perhaps useful way of giving the exercise. So when you say, like when you're saying a physical offering, Andra, you mean at the same time an emotional offering as well. Presumably. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, the core of character work at the end of the day is, I mean, you don't see actors who just, I mean, you don't see good actors in a scripted play who just stand there upright with excellent posture and uh, deliver their lines emotionally. Right, right. Uh, it's your, your body is your instrument. And if you're not using it, um, don't make me pay to see your show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, you, uh, you, go oh, ahead. Sorry, we have to go and say something. I, were you I about thought? It was a half-formed thought that is now. Let, let's, I like some half-baked thought. Yeah, let it out. Let's see if um, we can fully form it together. It's really. Uh, I, I'm really tired of seeing people just walk on stage yeah. uh, and tell me how they feel. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. And I've seen it a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you, I always, that happens all the time in my workshops. I would be like, yeah. don't say you're angry, just be angry. Like, you don't I've have to. I've seen it a lot on have... stage, on like performance stages yeah. recently. Um, yeah. And I'm actually going back to a show tonight to see hmm. if it's better. Like, <laughs> okay. like, just if you are, if you are in fact angry, the person angry. on stage with you will know. You don't yeah. actually have to say the words. <laughs> and to bring it back to what we were talking about before, because uh, reincorporation is fun. Um, Call back, mate. <laughs> hey! Uh, it's, you don't need to come into, if you're playing a different character, 
you don't need to come in with a different voice affectation to mm. prove that you're a different character. Just use your feet differently or right. stand a little lower or it, it's, it's easy mm -hmm. uh, think, and you don't have to overthink it. I, think and I voice feel is, like people overthink voice a lot. I think people uh, probably tend to overuse it, but mm -hmm. I think it's probably just as valid as any other like choice you might make. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're using your body in a way that, that is different than before, your voice will sound different when it comes out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Right. This, this actually reminds me of, um, like, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a film student, and I'm taking a screenwriting course, and, and for it, I'm reading, basically, a lot of screenplays. And mm -hmm. you can always tell, uh, like, a, sh a really shitty screenplay when they have to explain what the emotion the character is having. <laughs> right. In, like, the stage, you know, says angrily, you know, you killed my daughter or something. It's like, you don't have to put angrily in there. You, know? you just want to prevent the uh, actor from making the choice. Right. Like, you killed my daughter. Yeah, there's like, that's, that's, the script is then telling you to like frown and shout, you know, like, and, like completely taking any spontaneity out of it. Um, I, it was, I was curious, um, this is somewhat uh, off topic. Well, it's not off topic, but uh, it's a tangent. <laughs> Um, I, I was curious. So you've done you've done like short form and long form. You've done a variety of things. Do you have? Uh, do you feel like you have any personal preference or, or dare I say it, uh, snobbery about uh, any snobbery? <laughs> snobbery. We, we, because we we are one of us. At least one of us is something of a long form snob. No, I'm a reformed one. Right. Right. Oh, we're learning. He's recovering. Um, Whereas Jimmy Crane is Jimmy Crane is still I think. A long form style. Yeah, I think he said he's it. a recidivist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I have more fun doing long form, mm -hmm. uh, but I have more fun watching short form. Um, yeah, yeah. I think probably because I've watched more short form than I have long form, uh, okay. just because of the way that I trained in the theater that we worked in. Uh, that was that was a show that ran the longest, and generally uh, the the one that I did the most uh, tech and um, other things for. So I saw it more than yeah. other things. Well, um, were you ever a I snob? Uh, yeah. Right. Which one? Long form snob? Uh, I would say, I guess I'd say I'm a long form snob yeah. if I had to say something. Um, well, you are on the podcast, so you have to say something. <laughs> I guess. Uh, no, it's just silence. When we were talking to Jimmy Corain, I had pointed out that you never encounter short-form snobs. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting. The short-form no, people have. are just like, I, the, I feel like they're the cool kids and they kind of don't uh, have, like, snobbery is not something that they have to do because they're just, they're always more popular. Maybe they're also making the more word. money than and we are. Making more money. Is, I mean, Maybe we'll, snobs the wrong word. I think from, there's yeah. probably short-form people who think long-form is like pretentious. Or right, like, that's what I was... Cunt, yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like long-form, I think people just say people who do long-form, who are rather long-form snobs think that it's a more virtuous right. uh, art form and a bit like, it's a bit like a, a painter and a graffiti artist or something like that. Right. Whereas like, the graffiti artist is like, just because you paint doesn't make you better than me, you bastard. Like that. I, way, I love like, how oh, we're so... Uh, uh, how was so? Why would I do graffiti? I, I love how uh, we're 
we're already creating this rift, like this fine art pop art <laughs> rift in improv. Like yeah. We still don't even have clout in the art. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> right, right. We're hoping that uh, that will well that will keep the whole enterprise small and uh, cool. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> God forbid it becomes popular. See our shows. I'm looking right. forward to like five years from now when we start critiquing Vine videos. <laughs> I feel like if I can't do a show in front of 10 people and then brag about how I still did it, even though there was only 10 people in the audience, then I just don't feel fully alive. <laughs> I just feel like it's getting so big that, that we're, we're ruining the heart of this, this oh. beautiful thing by having people see it. Well, that's why we're trying to create this uh, this conflict between the short form and long form. Yeah. So we're divided, well, you know, we can tear each other apart. The solution to it is to is to run away to to countries where there is no improv, where there's very little improv, or at least not yeah. in English. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still it, uh, improv in Turkey. Is, I would say still not as um, widespread as it is in some ways. Oh, so, like no, the certainly, not. certainly though, not. Though definitely, yeah. like there are groups which are known to um, to the mainstream. That's true. And when I first moved here 10 years ago, I think there were very few uh, performing groups in cities outside of Istanbul. And that's changed a lot in the last 10 years. Uh, places like Izmir, Ankara, and yeah. Eskişehir, and even in Kocaeli nearby. But you can kind of tell, I think, that it's, um, that it's still a recent phenomenon because the terminology they use is all English terminology. Right. They they yeah. haven't there, there isn't yet like a Turkish uh-huh. vocabulary for how for oh, like the game of a scene. Or evet ve. Right. <laughs> Although for some reason everyone in Europe calls it impro, they take like they shorten it by removing the V as well. As the... I think it's the Keith Johnstone thing. Is it? I think it is. Oh, I, I don't. His I don't... book is called Impro. Is it really? Mm. I don't like. Is it, yeah. is it a thing unlike professional, unlike pro? I don't know. I never read that book. I, I mean, it could you be. You never read Impro? It's, no. um, it's 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 ridiculous. I love everything about it. Wow. Uh, I don't think it's a great improv book, but it is fun to read. Yeah. He was like the only one that anyone had heard of from the States when I moved here 10 years ago. Well, yeah, he was, uh, he's, at, at least on the continent, he's really big. Uh, yeah. He's like a, well, Maestro is still done a lot in like Sweden and Switzerland and stuff uh, mm-hmm. in the S, in the S countries. Right. Um, <laughs> In Germany, but they, they, um, and they, there's a big theater sports institute uh, that's largely uh, centered in Canada and uh, and in Europe. Uh, mm. So I don't know why Keith Johnstone is so probably I don't know why, but yeah, it's more it's changing. It's becoming very Chicago centric. Mm. Uh, I've noticed in recent years. Uh, the people that I know who were part of uh, the Theater Sports Institute are now going over to Chicago and doing like summer intensives, um, coming about, coming back and talking about the people there instead yeah. of the work, um, which I feel is a problem. Yeah. But probably a different conversation, maybe. Um, but it annoys me. Right. Oh, well, you yeah, can go into reasons. more if you. If everyone, everyone likes hearing people that are annoyed about stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead and gripe away. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask you: is, is there some maxes so you want to grind? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally happy. <laughs> Do you want to call some people out? Ooh, yes, just, my name. Just for being shitty. <laughs> this asshole, Bob Smith, is just an asshole. <laughs> Not sure if you noticed, but I don't have any friends here. Oh. And Aww. Steve, yeah. Steve Johnson gives really bad head. You've got a producer. 
You do have a juicer. You do have a juicer. That's pretty good. So shut up <laughs> and drink your carrot juice. Wow. Okay. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a joke. Absolutely, no one's going to get. Given that you were talking about carrots before we started recording. Well, we've been on a wide that's, digression for a while. We're right. supposed to be I talking think, to Audra, and we talked about Turkish improv for a little bit. This is true. Um, I'm. Just, you know, it's weird that we I'm don't talk more about it because it's super interesting what we're doing here. It's true, well, that's, but that's what we're getting good But I think we need to. We we are going to have at some point uh, at least some person from from uh, Turkish improv, the Turkish language improv scene on. So. It might be more useful to talk about it more then. <laughs> Rather than now. <laughs> I think Audrey should talk. Because Audrey's been to Turkey. She came ah. here five years ago. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Uh, I did the I would... first improv festival. Right. Ah, nice. Cool, cool. That's where I met her. And uh, why don't you... Let's see if there's anything interesting you can say about it. Why don't you reminisce a little bit about your experience? Uh, it's, been really, it's been a really long time. Um, oh, it's been that long. Uh, what, did, what did we do? <laughs> we hung out we talked we got to we know each other i think i complained a lot then too uh we I both think, were complaining i think we complained a lot this is a, um, this is a good time to like compliment curtis but because because a bunch of people will hear how cool he is yeah you didn't say anything about how great i was or how awesome my <laughs> workshop was i don't know if you actually came to my workshop though did you or were you doing did i go to your workshop you might have maybe. been maybe you might have been coaching at the same time as I was. Oh, no. Uh, I, I didn't coach anything. Oh, you didn't? I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. We performed um, together. We did. We did I, perform together. I don't remember uh, any of that, though. That was I don't me. either. I remember uh, introducing the game Stop, Drop, and Roll on the first night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was fun uh, to see other people do that that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, before before we wrap anything up here, yeah, we, can... uh, we, we still need to ask Audrey a question. And Do I we have a question? I was going to ask her oh, okay. that um, this is this is a personal thing uh, for you, but every I'm guessing almost at least every improviser um, has a habit that they hate about the way they perform, whether it's mm. the way they stand or their object work is crap or their accents are crap or their characters are crap or their crap. Um, <laughs> is there one uh, is there one part of your performance that if you could just change one thing or be better at one thing? Is there is there one thing? Are you asking me this because I'm a woman? No, it's we'll we'll all <laughs> no, be. We always I do think... a question at the end of the, the thing. Yeah, we've, we'll... and we've kind of talked about this before about like our own bad yeah. habits. We we probably will answer this question briefly for ourselves as well. I would say, oh god, I have so many bad habits. Um, I tend to. Uh, um, I can get very commenty from backstage, and uh, I, I I can be very impatient um, and mean sometimes <laughs> on stage. Right. Uh, when you say mean on stage, how do you how, how do you, you mean? mean your characters are angry? Uh, I was once doing a a follow the lever show and uh this woman that i've been playing with for a while kept coming into scenes with a gun uh because she wasn't happy with the way they were going um and it was the third time in two weeks no it was the third time in three shows that she'd done it uh so afterwards she was on stage in the middle of a sentence and i came up behind her also with a mind gun and shot her in the head and then left (laughs) And then we didn't talk about it afterwards. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. That does sound um, like it was deserved, though. 
yeah, it's, I, I mean, could be better about sure. uh, airing was, my frustration. There was probably yeah. a better way of, of uh, nudging her away from yeah. a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Improv tip, refrain from shooting your gun. De-escalate from the gun to the knife and then just <laughs> maybe, see what happens from there. Right. Maybe don't do that. Right. Yeah. So, oh, okay, that's interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't um, expecting that. I mean, when, whenever I've discussed weaknesses with other improvisers, I, I've, I've not heard anybody uh, use an example like that that they hmm. were harsh to other. I'm curious as to why you thought as a, like this a question would be more frequently directed toward women. Um, because it I, it was sort of a joke. Uh, um, oh, okay. So you have to ring a bell next time you make a joke. <laughs> Oh, it's it's hard to tell because women aren't funny, right? Um, right also, I right, make these right. jokes. Oh, it's it's uh, it's a heroic stage. struggle, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Listen, you're doing really well. <laughs> I'm very proud. If you were here, <laughs> if you were so hard. If you were here, if you were here, we'd all pat you on the head. I promise. <laughs> oh, God. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh. Tell me, I have a really pretty shirt on. Oh. Looked really nice on stage. I know we're all joking, but I still feel like a complete dick right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just just be used to that feeling, kind of. It'll serve you well. Uh, All right, so are we all going to answer the question? Yeah, let's let's, let's do it briefly, if possible. Um, um, Does anyone want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, Well, I think everyone knows. I mean, everyone says that accents are my weakness. Uh, But it's not actually just accents. Um... Because uh, we don't actually, I mean, we do use accents, but they tend to be more like American regional accents. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My consistency is not just with the accents as a problem, but just in the presentation in general. Uh, Because we play uh, all the characters in the show, just me and Tyler, and we go back and forth. So all the characters are usually played by both of us at one point. Um, And I would love to get better at maintaining that consistency of presentation you can see when tj and dave do their shows they are phenomenally good at that um whenever they take on a whenever tj takes on a, a character that dave has created he does it in a way that it's extremely clear who it is can i um, can yeah. i interrupt you really quickly because mm. you uh a thing that i've been noticing happening a lot and i don't know if it's just uh something that always happens but i've been paying more attention to it is uh improvisers are spending a lot of time comparing them to other improvisers who have been improvising professionally much longer than they have. Mm -hmm. And that is not helpful or useful or Mm -hmm. in any way worth anyone's time. Well, Uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't. Yeah, go ahead. We're saying I would like to be a more consistent character actor is different than saying I want to be more like TJ and Dave. You're not going to do that. You're not going to be them. Granted. You're, you're going to be yourself as an improviser, and you should want to be the best improviser you can be. Right. And to hold yourself to a standard from someone who's performing in a different community than you are, with a different culture culture, and largely a different language, is not helpful. Uh, and it makes me crazy, and I'm tired of people doing it. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to. You gonna don't do, deserve to do that to yourself. I'm going to do it again. So <laughs> just, uh, you can turn the mic off or the the sound off. If you want. Oh dear. Uh, I'm just going to say that. Uh, yeah. No. I, I get where you're coming from there. I'm just using that as an example of um, because I do think, and it's not. I'm not. I'm only pick those two out because you know, especially because I've been here for ten years and I don't really have that many uh, different performers to point to. 
um, because we basically just see our own shows here. This because <laughs> it's the only game in town. Um, I think there is. I don't want to be like oh, I'll never be TJ because I mean obviously like the show that I do is something I'm extremely proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think watching other performers, uh, it, may, it it can be useful to to sort of see that, get inspired by it, and think. You know, I'd like. But to if do everyone's it. watching the same two performers, which they are at this point, uh, then everyone's impro- and trying to be that way. Everyone's right. improvising. The no, same I mean, way. our show is yeah. not going to be the same as TJ and Dave's show because we can't because we're just different people. But uh, I was like, I would like to be, as you said, like a more consistent character actor. I think it's a really good way of putting it. Um, and I just only use that as an example of consistent character work that I admire. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like uh, I sometimes. And it's because I've been here 10 years and I feel like on this podcast in particular, I end up referencing the same like handful of people mm-hmm. um, because those are the names that have stuck with me uh, 10 years later. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I think you, you make a good point. Colin? Fuck. Yeah. I hate all sorts of things about myself. Um, well, uh, I, I, it's, I mean, yeah, there, there are obviously a bunch of things that I wish I could be better at. One thing which um, a pet peeve of mine is is that I, um, in spite of myself, I fall into the habit of uh, sort of thinking too hard about what I'm going to say. Um, mm-hmm. And and it makes me say, it makes me perform in a less genuine way than I otherwise would. You know, I'll, um, I'll say something which, if it were delivered naturally, would be a very... Uh, you know, like a very good sentence, even like a funny sentence, but I'll laugh at it before I even say it, and it completely derails me. Um, I yeah, I, I'd like to. There, there are there have been performances which, which I've done, which I've really enjoyed because I've been completely on, for lack of a better term, autopilot. You know, but like the performing is like completely an unconscious uh, process, and and that's something I'd like to get better at capturing myself. Um, yeah, I, I feel I feel like I'm still too like thinky of a of a performer, and I'd like to sort of get rid of that. <laughs> Drink before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol or, is probably the solution. <laughs> or you know, do more physical work and less. Yeah, well, I mean, that actually, that's another thing is that um, I I uh, I do tend to uh, portray characters in a physical way with posture and and with voice, but but also with posture and. I do feel like I've been recently falling into the trap of doing the same people over and over again. I mean, not the same people, but the same general tropes, which is uh, neurotic, put-upon, teenage guy, controlling, uh, masculine dude. Pirate. Pirate. Demanding uh, old person. I sometimes, sometimes... That's yeah, actually a pretty good stable, though. Like, you, you just mentioned, is, like, three I, or four I, different characters. That's and... true, yeah, but it's still, it, feels, it still feels constricting to me. And actually, you were, you were talking, I mean, earlier, of course, we were talking about things like playing women and stuff. Uh, I've had a recurring problem where I will try to play a woman, but um, I I just haven't like coded. I haven't just like said that I'm a woman, right? And so I, and because I have this habit of when I'm playing a woman, I don't play the woman as you know. I mean, I, I give her a voice, like a softer voice, but yes. but I apparently do a really poor job of coding her as a woman because then inevitably people will code me as an effeminate gay man. Which That's. That's that's not on you. That's, no, right. That's I mean, you're a scene partner. Sure, uh, I mean, we're it, not recognizing. 
saying that and also playing to a, a very cheap laugh. Right. Well, I, I mean, um, I'll, I'll say if nothing else, like we typically when that happens, people... As as far as I can rem- remember, don't particularly laugh at it. Which it's not is... done for laughs. No, uh, people read you as a. Gay I mean, that's man. yeah. Not, they don't do it together. Yeah, laugh. I don't read it as being done for laughs so much mm-hmm. as perhaps I'm perhaps I'm just like not being a genuine enough female character. I mean, and either way, like there are, I feel like there there's there are ways of ultimately sort of getting around that, which I don't know what they are. <laughs> so like wait, that, if I find myself trapped in like playing the same couple of characters yeah. uh, in a show, what I will do, and it's dumb but i'll uh, <laughs> it's really dumb um, <laughs> i will uh, i will try and play a cat or a dog or some sort of animal in a oh, scene interesting. okay and just like hang out in the background maybe not do anything like huh. play with some yarn uh and just like what does a cat do and then leave <laughs> do you think that as a um, background thing do you, do you think that puts you in a like a more playful mentality i find my yeah, yeah i find characters come out a lot more easier if you're more willing to play Mm-hmm. You're not you're not daunted by what's ahead of you. Or whatever. I'd imagine if I went on as a cat for for two minutes and then quickly jumped off the stage, then I would probably be in a more playful mood. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get if you if I ever find myself getting two in my head, I'll just like or play a cat or a rock or a tree or something and not do anything. Yeah. Just be there and do that thing and pay attention to the way my body moves, and then I feel better about the show that I do and uh, generally do better character work afterwards. I, I don't think that's dumb at all. It actually sounds kind I of fun. It's quite, quite good. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't really do it in our show because it's LeBron. We can't really just go on and be a cat. Yeah, but I mean, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. switching to the Armando at some point. Yeah, we? so no, Armando would be good. We yeah. could try that. Yeah. Uh, you, how about you, Kenny? Uh, well, obviously, I'd like to get better at everything. Um, <laughs> even, if, even, if, even if I thought it was something start, that was a strength. Don't start with a cop-out. <laughs> uh, we all want you to get better. At everything I don't know. Out. I don't know. I, I, the, the one that always used to annoy me was uh, like pressing the comedy button, but I, I feel I've got much better at that. I don't. I don't hate myself for that anymore. Uh, I found many other reasons now. Uh, I think the worst thing you do is. Do I, so I haven't even said it. Yet. <laughs> I just want to put this out there. The, the farts that you release to the green room oh, yeah, before the show yeah. are without question the is, worst thing anyone has ever done that's anywhere right. ever. Molten wallpaper all over the floor. It's, uh... That's yeah okay, but I want to say in Kenny's defense, that's not really uh, a performance issue. <laughs> are you defending Kenny or his farts? Uh, you've, got to respect, <laughs> you've got to respect anything that's done to world class standard. And my farts are world class. Oh my god! All right. You, you would watch javelin throwing if it was done to a world-class standard. So enjoy my farts, because they're better than anything else you're going to come across. All right? I would, but they're killing people. <laughs> people, people are dying. Love, right. People love Bruce Lee. It's party silly. It's party silly. It started out as a perfectly decent discussion about farts, and now it's gone party silly. Glad we could air our differences. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so wait, did we? Act, did you actually? No, say I didn't. No, okay. no, no. I said I had. I had a problem with right. with, with with like funny funny joke button pressing. Right, right. Uh, right. Which I, I feel I've moved uh, moved on from fairly yeah, well. Sure. Um, the certainly I wouldn't necessarily say my weakness, but the thing that I would like to improve on the most uh, would be adding subtext to a character. Hmm. Uh, again, I do think it's something I've definitely got better at. Um, yeah. That that one. Uh, the, 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 
the characters I like seeing the most are the ones with the most amount of subtext. I don't feel sure. that I have a weakness and a lack of subtext, but I would love to have more. I don't really... You've talked about this subtext thing a lot, and I don't really know what you mean. It could be elaborate infecting him, because I use the word subtext. But no, I think it's... Well, I mean... <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit? Like, basically, like example? Or well, like, you know, if, we, if we're taking a character who is just... I mean, forget the kind of physical aspects of this. Like, when this isn't about object work or, or stance or anything like that. Mm. But if you imagine somebody who is just standing bolt upright in a state, just talking to the person opposite him, and they're just kind of having a, a conversation about whatever it is that they're talking about, um, this, this, it can sometimes be difficult to glean anything about that character. You can stop and be like, okay, well, I know a bit about their opinion on this, um, and and apparently he's just he's just about to go and go to the shops or something like that and you can kind of point to some things but you can't say that like oh he's afraid of his wife or he's you know that he yes they were talking mm. about one thing but it's coming from a part of his personality that hasn't been you know uh, right. explicitly acknowledged it's right, just like, a part of it like the yeah. intonation of that voice that oh okay there's somebody who, who's who's trying to tell the uh, who's trying to impress the person opposite him but he's lying but if you but you know if you read it on a script, then it would just be somebody saying something. But when it's performed, right. you can tell that he's. But it tried seems to, to me that that subtext is going to be created by your scene partner and or the audience. Well, maybe, but I mean, I've definitely done no, scenes but... where I've come up and I've just gone. There was nothing to that character, nothing. Right. Like if I'd said like, where, 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 like, how how old is that character? They wouldn't have been able to give you an answer for it. Like basically, just right. a more colourful, rounded well, character. Right. I mean, like as an example, like sarcasm. You know, like a, a sarcastic character by definition has a form of subtext because they're saying something other than what they mean. Yeah. And that's something that is is created primarily by them. I'd mm. say, right? Not mm. not so much the person across from them. Do you um, just want to be more sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but again, I wouldn't say that's a weakness. But yeah, sorry. Or do we about to say something? I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm. I suppose. Do you feel like your your character work is ineffective because you don't have subtext, or is your character work still effective but you would like to have more subtext in it? Yeah, no, it's I I, I say I don't I don't feel this is a weakness I have. I think it was just something I'd like to be better at. Hmm. Um, a weakness I would probably say is just uh, perhaps a lack of movement. Um, I still don't really being, know. Being shit. I'm not sure that that's like. Uh, <laughs> I. I'm not sure you're helping yourself with wanting to get better at that. Mm. I, I think you might actually not be helping yourself. Mm. Yeah, I don't uh, even... By, because... I agree. I, I remember having a conversation uh, with a director of mine once and a dear friend, and they got in this argument about uh, method acting, and it was a, script, it was a shitty scripted play mm. um, uh, that she'd also written. Uh, and... It was Alice in Wonderland, and we were Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and uh, she was she was having us do all these method exercises to uh, to be more honest. And at one point, my friend turned to her and said, "Why are we doing this? We don't need to know these things. We just need the audience to know them." Right. Yeah. Right. And and watching this, do you know these things? And she said, yes. And he said, well, we don't need to do them because you can see them and you are the audience. It's not right. about, and that's, I think that's a problem with where improv is headed right now is it's very, very narcissistic where we're mm. so worried about our own processes that we're forgetting that we're doing this for an audience. But I think, I think Kenny doesn't mean it in the sense of like, yeah. um, but I, mean, I hate I, for, I, I hate you know, for you to get yeah. all wrapped up in, mm in a thing that isn't helping you and that's actually just making you 
feel bad about the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't really well, feel like no, subtext no, no, no. Wait, 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 subtext won't be useful to any. Like, if you have, if you if you create a character and there is something that is not explicit about that character that you yourself understand, mm. that's of literally no use to anybody. No, I don't. No, no. no. I think I think I think I've been. That's the way mis- I see it. I think I've been slightly misunderstood here. Firstly, this isn't something that I beat myself up over. <laughs> first things first as I said it's not a weakness I just would like it to be stronger um, but what I don't like is kind of what we were saying right at the start of the show about you know how boring it is to see two people standing there with their hands in their pockets just talking to one another because right. it just doesn't give you enough what I would I, I, we, I mean just having a richer broader way of expressing that your character right. is better I think, I think maybe subtext is just not the right word. Well, yeah, maybe subtext is yeah. the wrong word. Like but just, I, just a bit I, more to the character. When I use the word subtext, I mean it in the sense that uh, the character is uh, intending... The, the character is expressing things which are more than the the words that they are speaking. Right. Yeah. Right. And I... I my guess is that's how you mean it as yeah. well. This right. also, this also, dying. and maybe even contradictory to the words. Yeah, I yeah. guess I can understand where you, yeah. you right? Yeah. Like you, you're, right you're giving, you're, you, you're, you have like another line of communication alongside the lines that you are delivering. Right. I would also, uh, I would also say as well that this is <clears> we kind of been a bigger digression. Yeah. yeah, this will be the last thing. The uh, bigger digression that I hope, because I say I didn't actually consider it necessarily a weakness. I would say my biggest weakness would be very quickly. <laughs> Which is uh, perhaps uh, talking too much in a scene, <laughs> or, dom- or dominating the other person in the scene. Yeah, sure. Which I don't try to do, um, but it can kind of happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, we we should yeah. probably wrap it up, but um, I may as I may as well ask. I mean, I know you're you're in London now, but is there anything you'd like us you'd like to uh, recommend or or plug or um, any such thing? God, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, what was the, the group you're with? Unexpected Productions? Unexpected Productions. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll be doing an improvised David Lynch at Edinburgh this year. What? Oh, cool. Nice. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully crossing <laughs> fingers, hopefully. Oh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> if, you, if you can do it. That sounds so, great. Tell your friends. Uh, so. We'll tell our friends. <laughs> in, we might be there. In the UK, I guess. In Edinburgh. Yeah. Right. Tell my family. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, cool. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be doing an improvised David Lynch show uh, at Edinburgh in August. But right now that's... Well, that's if you do, it. we'll plug it again yeah, to yeah. our thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> our adoring fans. Um, all right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to do our... Well, we'll we'll thank you for coming on the, the, you're gonna do the your, podcast. You're and then I'll do my can, outro. And then just stick around and we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk to you afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Audrey, thanks, thanks so much for, for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's um, it's been a it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking. It's been uh, a to you. Yeah, absolutely thanks. great. Um, yeah, and and if of course if you ever if you ever swing by uh, Istanbul or the vicinity, we'd we'd love to have you over. We've got a stage and mm. everything. If you go to join ISIS in Syria, just drop by Istanbul on the way through. <laughs> Political humor. We're right on round. Right. Um, <laughs> and on that uh, resonant note, uh, uh, I'm going to say thank you to everyone who listened to this week's episode of the Emperor of Sound Off. Uh, we'll see you next time and stay gold, pony boys. He brought it back! I brought it back! <laughs>